I'm Virginia Allen, and this is the Daily Signal Top News for Monday, December 11th. Here are today's headlines. The fallout over the House anti-Semitism hearing continues. The hearing took place last week and has received a great deal of attention. Why? Because university presidents who testified seem unable to denounce calls for the genocide of Jews on their campuses. Even some elected Democrats, who are typically favorable to the universities, have criticized the testimony. Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro called the remarks from University of Pennsylvania President Liz McGill shameful. McGill resigned on Saturday following her testimony at the hearing and the intense blowback that she received in response. According to NPR, McGill issued a statement saying, It has been my privilege to serve as president of this remarkable institution. It has been an honor to work with our faculty, students, staff, alumni, and community members to advance Penn's vital mission. McGill will vacate the president position but will remain a tenured faculty member at Pennsylvania's Cary Law School. Harvard President Claudine Gay is also in hot water after the school's board of directors met on Sunday to discuss the problem of anti-Semitism on the Harvard campus. Gay is not just receiving pressure due to her testimony at the House hearing, she's now facing allegations of plagiarism. According to a report from activist Christopher Rufo, Gay plagiarized multiple sections of her 1997 Ph.D. thesis, Rufo accused Gay of plagiarizing Carol Swain, a conservative scholar who has been a guest on this show. Rufo called on Gay to resign. He wrote on X, I earned a master's degree from Harvard's night school, not nearly as prestigious as the graduate school, but if I had committed these kinds of violations, I would have been expelled. As an alumnus, I am calling on Claudine Gay to immediately resign from her position. And while many are calling for the Harvard president to resign, hundreds of faculty have signed a letter supporting her. According to Fox News, 511 Harvard faculty members signed a letter to the Harvard board to defend the independence of the university and to resist political pressures that are at odds with Harvard's commitment to academic freedom, including calls for the removal of President Claudine Gay. That's according to the letter. The letter was organized in part by Harvard history professor Maya Jasanoff. Jasanoff said in an interview with the Harvard Crimson that sound bites from the House hearing distorted Gay's message. She said, there is, as I've said, definitely room to explore the parameters and clarify the parameters of free speech and free expression and academic freedom and so on on campus. And she went on to say, I don't think that the people who were taking the lead in the congressional inquiries were doing so with good faith intentions. Among the answers that drew the most criticism at the hearing was Gay's response to New York Republican Representative Elise Stefanik. Elise Stefanik asked whether calling for the genocide of Jews violated Harvard's rules against bullying and harassment. Gay responded, it can be, depending upon the context. The Biden administration has slapped an enormous fine on a Christian college. 
The U.S. Department of Education imposed a $37 million fine on the Phoenix-based Grand Canyon University. It is the largest fine placed on a school by the department. The Department of Education accused Grand Canyon University of insufficiently disclosing to Ph.D. students that they may have to take continuing courses while completing their dissertations. The agency claimed that the school lied about the cost of its doctoral program. A Fox News report highlighted fines placed on other universities in the past. The department assessed a $2.4 million fine against Penn State University for failing to report the crimes of serial pedophile and football coach Jerry Sandusky and a $4.5 million fine against Michigan State University when the school refused to address sexual assault committed by now-disgraced team doctor Larry Nasser. That's according to reporting from Fox News. Well, the Biden administration vetoed a U.N. resolution for a ceasefire in Gaza, and Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is angry about it. The New York politician and member of the far-left squad blasted the decision on X, calling it shameful. Thirteen countries voted in favor of calling for the ceasefire. The U.K. abstained from the vote, and the U.S. voted against it. According to Ocasio-Cortez, the Biden administration can no longer reconcile their professed concerns for Palestinians and human rights while also single-handedly vetoing the U.N.'s call for ceasefire and sidestepping the entire U.S. Congress to unconditionally back the indiscriminate bombing of Gaza. A government official responded to Representative Ocasio-Cortez's comments on Monday, saying to Fox News, despite a rushed process and lack of consultation by the resolution's authors, the United States engaged in good faith on the resolution. Nearly all of our recommendations were ignored. The U.S. Deputy Ambassador to the U.N., Robert Wood, said that declaring a ceasefire now would allow Hamas to repeat attacks against Israel like the one that took place on October 7th. Dance instructors and parents within the world of Irish dancing are circulating a petition calling for fairness in girls' competitions after a teen boy who identifies as a girl plays first in a female competition. This comes from a report by the Daily Signal's own Mary Margaret Olihan. The petition reads, We, the undersigned, hereby express our support to protect female dancers' rights at an Irish Dancing World Qualifying Championship. The petition was signed by concerned Irish dance teachers, adjudicators, parents, and dancers. The petition continues that while recognizing and celebrating diversity and inclusion, we believe that maintaining separate categories for transgender individuals and female participants is essential to ensuring fair and equitable competition. The petition cites the biological differences between boys and girls, as well as the importance of protecting opportunities for girls as reasons why others should support their cause. In a statement to the Daily Signal last week, the governing body for global competitive Irish step dancing said that it is committed to creating a safe and inclusive environment for every child in our Irish dance community. Finally today, the Supreme Court has declined to hear a challenge to a Washington state law prohibiting counselors 
from encouraging children to change their sexual orientation or gender identity. The 2018 law would fine violators $5,000 and could lead to them losing their license. The case stems from Christian family counselor Brian Tingley's First Amendment challenge to what Tingley calls the state's counseling censorship law. While the Supreme Court refused to hear the Tingley v. Ferguson case, Justices Brett Kavanaugh, Samuel Alito, and Clarence Thomas said they would have picked it up, according to the Daily Caller. Under SB 5722, licensed counselors can speak with minors about gender dysphoria, but only if they convey the state-approved message of encouraging minors to explore their gender identities, according to what Thomas wrote in his dissent. And with that, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks so much for joining us here on The Daily Signal's Top News. Be sure to join us tomorrow morning for our interview edition. I'm going to be sitting down in the morning with clinical psychologist Dr. Chloe Carmichael as we discuss the mental health crisis facing Generation Z. Dr. Carmichael also offers a few suggestions during the holidays on how we can all maintain good mental health and some tips and tricks for navigating potentially challenging situations with family and in-laws. Also, make sure to take a moment to subscribe to the Daily Signal podcast today. We are across all podcast platforms and take a minute to leave us a five-star rating and review. With that, have a wonderful evening. We'll see you right back here tomorrow morning for our conversation with Dr. Chloe Carmichael. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.